0: Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarky and Drury brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture Highway 86 East End of Listowel, Our friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and of course, the Listowel squash courts. More on all of them later. Ryan Drury here with Clarky, and there's a lot of big news in the sports world. But with the NHL basically on holiday now, we want to focus on the golf world. Golf season right around the
1: corner. Ryan, who better to do this? uh, No, 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 no. Don't even go there. I have no. to up this show. I'm going to hijack it for a minute. Just for a minute. Okay. okay, just give me one minute for a minute. Okay. Okay. You know what time it is? Okay. I'm What's doing this early right today because I got to get this off my chest. What are you doing? I'm doing the couch potato right now. You can't. No, this I can't. I works. can do whatever I want. I, my okay, name is first co- in the show. Instigating oh, with Clarky and Jury. Okay. My couch potato first. this week is Mr. Ian Doig. We have spent wow. we have spent the last thirty minutes trying to, get, the bus. Try, trying to get his computer to work. Thirty minutes. Oh the audio and all the mic's not working. All oh, the all oh, the internet's not working. And that, it happens every time we get Ian on. Every time.
2: We, so I what? Think we,
1: I think we have convinced him to get a new computer. I think so,
0: but that I don't feel like that should be the couch potato. I like, don't care. I really... He is my like, he's wearing potato. our merch. He's he wearing is. our merch, Clarky. Yeah, I know Doigy. he is. Doigy. Look at... Doigy. This, is,
1: this is how we saw Doigie for the last half an hour. Not moving. Do- no sound. Doigy. Completely still. Doigy. Completely <laughs> okay. still. He was not moving at all.
2: So it, okay. it took you guys... It, Karki, it took you guys four months to invite me back on, and in the first minute and a half, you threw me under the bus? I did. Really? I did. <laughs> so that's my couch outrageous. potato of the week.
1: We'll get we'll get to Ryan's later, but sure. I had to start with the couch. A couch potato doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It, it doesn't. Well, oh. well, no,
0: but you made it, it a bad thing. You have made <laughs> it a bad thing. Conway furniture. I didn't even put my hat on. I wasn't prepared I know. It's fine. for this. You're going
1: to do your couch potato later. You can put your hat on. But this I had to really get that a, off my my, my chest. I wasn't I'm embarrassed.
0: I, I actually have a double couch potato, too. So I'll fill oh, in where okay. you normally would be okay, later. Like,
1: okay, how our are guest you, here. Let's see
0: if he's our working. Guest, what, Ian Doigie, the, Doig, the Ian Doig, what, Golf what,
1: Academy. What, 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 what,
0: working. Hey, okay, we got to kick Clarky <laughs> off this show. Doigie, how are you?
2: I'm good, guys. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure yeah. to be back
0: isn't it is is it a pleasure I don't know he'll never wear that shirt again yes uh, I I well he'll wear it more than leaf jerseys Doigie. before oh. we get to that before we get to that lots to talk about like I tried to say at the start of the show in the golf world let's start with obviously this big cash infusion deal that's coming billions of dollars is going to go toward player purses there's a bunch of people now putting their stake in the game Essentially, what does this agreement mean?
2: Well, I'll I'll be very honest with you. I did a bit of research today and, you know, I've got got my notes here. My first thought on it, honestly, is a couple things. things. Is is the influx of money good for golf? Absolutely it is. To me, it's a bit of a reaction to live golf, which I've said all along that I thought live was good for golf. And now the PGA Tour is trying to come up with different ways to raise their purses, get more money and everything. But I have a couple of concerns with it. First of all, um, what's happening with uh, Live Golf and PIF and their agreement, and I almost see this as you start to see and look at the events that they're ho- hosting now, I actually see this almost pushing golf to more of an elitist sport where the top 50 or 60 or 70 players are going to be looked after. And then everybody else is just going to kind of become an also ran. I mean, look at this tournament this week. We're at the, are at the Bing Crosby Pro-Am, which is what it was always called. It's now called something else, but uh, it went from a field of 156 guys with three amateurs in each group playing on three different golf courses on the Monterey Peninsula to 80 players they're calling the top 80 players. Well, I'm sorry, they're not the top 80 players in the world because Brooks Koepka and John Rahm and Cam Smith aren't there, so you can't call it the top 80 players. Maybe the top 80 players on the PGA Tour. And the amateur field, there's no more celebrities in the amateur field, so Bill Murray and and those guys aren't playing in it anymore. And here's the kicker. For an amateur to play in that tournament now, the fee to play in it went up to as a businessman to play in that. Yeah. How insane is that? That was the report that I got yesterday $70,000 for an amateur to play in the tournament.
0: That makes no sense to me, Doigie. And yeah, obviously you mentioned like, you know, Bill Murray and his regular antics won't be part of it. And right. the the guy from Fresh Prince won't be there and all that stuff. But right. like, it, it it's super strange. And, you know, you mentioned Liv and the conversation that's been around it really since it became a thing. And we've seen a lot of guys do big heel turns, including John Rom, who initially said that he had less than zero interest is what he said. Um, because he said he wanted to consistently play against the best players in the world. That changed. And then Rory McIlroy, maybe the biggest vocal advocate against the Live Tour, walked his comments back last weekend as well. I mean, what do you essentially make of this? Is this just everybody in the game essentially just giving way to the fact that this isn't going anywhere and this is what golf is now?
2: Yeah, but I think the the part of it is that they're all hoping that it comes back together. I mean, they all want to play against the best players. Rory's comments the other day were he was asked about playing in this tournament this week. And he said, I would love to be standing on the 18th green getting the trophy on Sunday. But I would also like to know that when I was standing on that 18th green that I had beat the best players in the world. And that's no longer the case right now. And then you start to listen to him and he's walked back his comments or his position. He's now saying that, you know, these guys that are playing for live, the European players need to be not punished when they come back and they need to be eligible to play in the Ryder Cup, right? Which has totally changed his position on it, right? So um, I think the bottom line is that everybody really wants golf to come back together but, but i I have a you know a, a question. So I'm looking here at the the names of of, of a group of of the people that are in this uh, uh, conglomerate that have in putting one point five billion up to three billion dollars into the PJ tour. But, you know, you look at uh, Stephen Cohen and Arthur Blank. I mean, they're the co-founders of Home Depot and owners of the New York Mets and stuff. But yet, the PJ tour, back on June 6th said that they haven't had an agreement in place with Liv and PIF, the the personal investment fund of Saudi Arabia and everything. And I'm generalizing when I say this, but there was a lot of people out there that said, well, that's blood money. We're never going to deal with them or be in business with them. And now you start to look at these this conglomerate. I mean, they're this co founders and and chairmans and presidents and CEOs and CFOs of 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 major like Fenway Sports, the Boston Red Stocks, the the New York Mets, the Milwaukee Brewers. But now all of a sudden it's okay for them to take that money from Saudi Arabia? Like I I just find that almost hypocritical.
1: I I kind of agree. It, it, Go ahead, clacky. Yeah, I was I have never been um more disinterested in watching golf. Like they've killed me as a fan right now. They've me absolutely too. killed me. Yeah, and me too. it's like how can they pull this back together? It's like we heard this merger was coming, Doigie. What's ever going to happen? Like, when can I see the best players again playing, you know, not week in, week out, but regularly again on the golf that I watch because I don't even know when Live plays. I've the like, it's, they're not on a U.S. network. I don't want
0: to watch it. I don't want to watch it anyway. I don't like the setup of it. I think it's goofy. Well, yeah. I just want golf back.
2: Yeah, they're on CW in the US is the network that they're on, CW. But, but I start to look at, I mean, I look at what Jay Monahan just said in the last couple of days since this agreement has come out. They talk right in the agreement that they're still negotiating with PIF. But if I'm a player and if I'm a player that's outside of the top 50 on the PG, on the PGA tour, I'm a little confused because on June 6th, he said, hey, we're, we've got a gr- an agreement in place in principle with Liv and Piff going forward. But now all of a sudden, you've swung completely in the other other direction and made an agreement with this sports group uh, on investments and everything else. And yes, in the first blush, when it look, when you look at it, I mean, it says that there's 200 players in the PGA Tour that essentially own their their own league and they'll get equity and all that stuff. But when I started we were told that we owned the the league then so what's happened what's different 40 years later right mm-hmm. so does that tell me that we didn't really own the league back then right so that that to me is a question that I'd like to get to the bottom to bottom of right like how how all of a sudden you're telling me that now I own the league but 40 years ago if when we got our pj tour cards we owned the the tour because we were the players and the members Mm-hmm. So what changed?
0: Yeah, it's it's a real talking point. And Doiggy, we were chatting with our buddy Ian Doig at the Ian Doig Golf Academy, longtime pro golfer and coach. And Doiggy, we talked about this at the Canadian Open last year when all this news started breaking, and a lot of people were real upset with Jay Monaghan. And you know that at that time the news had come out that they were essentially sitting down with the Saudis and now going to try and work something out with with Live and Piff. And you know now this is happening and there's a lot of confusion. There are a lot of players that don't know how to feel. You got Rory looking uneasy up there, walking his comments back. And yes, at the end of the day, we all just want the best golfers to be somewhat united and be able to, without some sort of consequence or barrier, play each other at these big events that we're all used to watching. Like, I feel like Arnold Palmer would be, like, the greats of the game would be looking at this and going, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, the fans want to watch you play golf. But when it comes to Jay Monaghan, and I know we touched on this when all that news broke during the Canadian Open last year, like, I get the funny feeling, like, I don't think this guy's very long for this job. I I, I really feel like we're seeing some serious cracks under the surface
2: with this guy, Doigie. I, I'm surprised he's lasted this long. I mean, as a yeah. player, I, I would have wanted him removed right after June 6th. Because for right up until June 6th, he had just stood the stance of, we'll never deal with Liv, we'll never deal with Saudi Arabia, that's it, we're out, we're done, they can go do their thing, and we're going to do ours, and then all of a sudden, without telling anybody, he comes out and says, hey, we've got an agreement in place, we're going to do business with Liv and with the Saudi Arabia. I mean, you know, to me it almost feels like he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth at the same time, right? Like, it. it, for me, as a player, watching it, it's frustrating. And going back to Clarkey's point a few minutes ago, look at I'm a diehard golf nut. Um, mm-hmm. it's not just been my life, it's it's everything for me. And I watch it. I've lost interest too. I I I'm not even sure I'll watch the masters this year. I don't know if I'll watch the majors. I mean, the TPC's coming up, you know, in a in a month and a half or so. But how can you call it, you know, they used to call it the strongest field in golf. Well, pretty tough to call it the strongest field in golf when you've got John Rahm and Bubba Watson and DJ and and uh, Cam Smith and and uh, all these guys playing somewhere else and not playing in the tournament. I mean, I'm sorry, it just can't be the strongest field in golf. It doesn't no. make any sense.
1: No, absolutely not. It's it's, it's unfortunately, not. I don't know what the answer is, um, but it's certainly taken away from watching a golf tournament and wondering who's going to win. As it's uh, taken as all the prestige to, away, Clarky. Yeah, and, and as opposed to like who's going to win. Like yeah. people aren't talking about who's who's winning in golf now and who's playing well. That's not. They're like, talking, literally they're talking like, about who's
2: not playing, right? That's what they're talking yeah. about. They're yeah, talking that, about who's not playing. And so now let's take you it. In, let's let's take it into a bigger con uh, context where okay, yes, they're going to have all these elevated tournaments. So if you have eight or ten elevated tournaments, and then you have four majors, so it's eight elevated, four majors. There's twelve events, and then you have. Uh, these designated events so there's rory's 15 tournaments right there so how many does he play a year 17 so you're going to get him to play two other weeks so does that mean he doesn't play in the canadian open or the green greater greensboro open or the 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 fonda classic or whatever and and you start to go when you look at those fields you're going to be looking and honestly well last week i mean the amateur kid won two weeks ago and then last week Last week's group field, I think I had to go to maybe the 25th player on the list before I knew two guys. I didn't even recognize the names, and I played against half of them. Right? It just didn't, doesn't make any sense to me. Well, have Without they named addicts. these elevated
1: tournaments what they're going to be?
2: Well, yeah, they've already named them. Um, and the like,
1: Canadian Open's not one of them? No. the national which, Open, which at one yeah.
2: point they said was the fifth major. That's right, exactly, and this is this so is some of the this is a, well, and here's the other thing. So, so RBC mm-hmm. basically bailed out the Canadian Open, and then they bailed out the Heritage Classic in in Hilton Head, and they mm-hmm. have what twelve or thirteen players that they have their logo on and everything. I've already heard rumblings that this is their last year with the Canadian Open that they're don't blame out, them. right? And I don't blame them. So they put all this money into making the Canadian Open a great tournament again. Mm-hmm. And it really has been good up until, you know, COVID. Um, but then the PJ Tour comes back to them and says, well, you're not doing enough. We want $10 million more. Like, I'm surprised RBC just didn't look at them and walk away right then. Mm-hmm. You think about the Honda Classic. The Honda Classic was the longest running PJ Tour event with the same sponsor. 50 years. And they walked. Yeah, they're they just gone. gone. They're gone. So it's to me, that, to me, that tells me that as good as the PJ Tour is trying to do here, it tells me that not everybody's happy with them.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Well, and, and you know, to to go off our stance here of you know being slightly disinterested or at least malcontented golf fans, and I count myself certainly among the newer, you know, section of those people. Like I'm pissed off because, you know, the go- the golf game and the phenomenon around golf really exploded in Canada. It was one- it was the one sport during the pandemic times that like really really grew. It saw significant participation growth. And then last year we see what Nick Taylor did and it was an incredible moment at R Open. And now The PGA Tour is telling Canadian golf fans that you're open is not an elevated event. It's so embarrassing. And to me, I take it as a spit in the face of everybody up here who loves the game and loves and supports this tour. I mean, for me, what appetite do I have now to go down to TPC Sawgrass, which is my favorite course, by the way. I love when they play at TPC. 17's my favorite hole. I I just can't believe it. Like, what's inspiring me to go down to any tournament When you're turning around and telling me that our tournament, that is such a point of pride up here, especially after what happened last year with that 72 footer, it doesn't matter
2: now. It's embarrassing to me. Doigie. I I fully agree with you. And, and as Clarkley touched on earlier, like when I, when I was starting, you know, maybe by that point in time, the Canadian open had lost a bit of its luster, But when I was growing up as a teenager and really Mm -hmm. into golf and that, you know, in the 70s, you know, late 60s and early 70s, the Canadian Open was considered the fifth major. Now, in the early 80s, the PGA Tour took over running the Canadian Open. And that's when it kind of lost its luster and it became just another PGA Tour event. And part of that came from the fact that the PGA Tour guaranteed that their best players would be there and play and everything else. But as early as 1985, that wasn't happening. And, and I remember that distinctly because I was an alternate. And I thought I was going to get into the tournament. At the time, I think I was third on the money list in Canada. And I fully expected to get into the Canadian Open that year. And I didn't. Not only did I not get in the tournament, they the full field was 156 players. And they actually started a field of about 138. So so they were almost 20 players short of a full field, but they wouldn't let a Canadian play in my national championship. And that's when I started to look at it and go, you know what? The PGA Tour is worried about their players and not what this tournament's all about. And that's when it lost its luster. And it lost its luster for me, even though I still consider it a major. You know, when I played in it, that was my major because it was my national championship. Um, yeah, of course. It, you know, so that was a big deal for me. And I got to play in a few, but but this year, I mean, especially with the date, I mean, it's the last week of May. So the weather could be horrendous. They may get perfect weather. Yeah. They may get it might be 45 degrees out five days in a row. Who knows? Right. And so the players will look at that. And and some players that don't like cold weather, they'll be withdrawing on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, like, flies if it's bad weather forecast. It'll be for me, fine. It just doesn't make any sense. It'll be fine weather. Okay, yeah, but, Clarky, yeah. what, hap- what happens if we have – well, look at the winter we're having. So this might actually be a break for them. But sometimes when we have winters like this where, where we have a thaw and a freeze and a thaw and a freeze and a thaw and a freeze, the golf courses don't come through the winter very well. So what what happens all of a sudden, you know, if the golf course comes through the winter very poorly – and there's a lot of dead spots on the greens, and now they show up for our national championship on a golf course that's not mm. in very good condition. Then the, the next well, one that
1: has, that has been happening all over North America. So I, I, well, probably a lot of courses have, like, you know, the north northern courses will have yeah. to worry
2: about that yeah. for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. but but sure. that said, your putting uh, green in your backyard needs a lot of work too. By the way,
2: yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> but th- that said, Clarky, <laughs> the the other courses aren't holding a national championship the, in the last week of May. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, no. I, I get it. That's I the difference. It. I think we'll be fine. It's June.
1: Well, I hope so. I, hope I won't so. be
2: around that week. I'm going to be in Monterey, California, playing Why? Pebble Beach. So. Oh,
1: good. that's your Pebble Beach week.
2: Yeah. That's good. Uh, how's yeah, the putting? I, I'd, I'd rather do that.
1: How's the putting?
2: The putting is coming along. I mean, I don't Listen know to
1: this, Ryan. Listen to this.
2: Yeah. My, i said this to clarky the other day when we were talking on the phone so i'm involved with a new academy set up here in barry ontario uh the Barrie golf academy uh it's owned and operated by a good friend of mine terry o'brien who actually used to caddy for me quite a, well, a long time ago um but we have we have a Trackman, we have a uh um foresight g quad four for for tracking just the shots and the numbers and all that but we also have a putt view which is a the newest greatest invention to help people learn how to putt better and i've been on it for you know four or five hours now i've always complained about my putting over the last few years as people on facebook will know um and i said this to clarky the other day in 2024 i'm not going to be a good putter I'm going to be a great putter because of this technology. And I get on that machine. I was on it yesterday for an hour and a half. And my putting stroke and making putts has become a lot easier in less than five hours of hard work. I love the thing. And you really need to Amazing. come down and see it. All
0: right. We we absolutely have to. Well, we'll be uh we'll be doing a show for sure. We'll we'll get that set up. That you know works. That. Absolutely, uh, Doigie. All right, I, what I want to do here is we're we're gonna we're gonna throw we're gonna throw a little ratchet in the plans here, Clarky. Because look, there's a golf tournament this weekend, and since we have Doigie,
1: well, I don't even know who's playing. We're gonna, take a, okay, we're we'll gonna take, take a break. Okay, we'll take a break. Okay, we're
0: gonna go- we're gonna do some quick googling, <laughs> and we we have to make a three pack of picks. Let's do all a right, three fine. pack. We won't do like the full four thing. We'll just do a quick three-pack, straight stroke points, okay. and we we got to do it. We got to make some picks here. But before we do that, though, doigi I want to touch on this. You mentioned it, an amateur winning, obviously, uh, one of the recent events. Obviously, Nick Dunlap, what he did was absolutely incredible at the American Express Tour, and uh, he, he barely beat out Baswedan out, and and it's incredible that, that an amateur, I believe he's only the third amateur since the 30s to win a PGA Tour event, and... He, didn't get to take home any of the money, uh, yeah. w- which is, I-, I think is unfair. I-, I just don't like the rule. However, I understand it. But, you know, I was I was hearing Jeff uh, O'Neill on Overdrive talking about it after that happened. And he said that he thinks that with the level of play of some of these amateurs nowadays, that this could be a thing that happens a lot more often. What is your opinion on that? Could we see uh, a lot more Nick Dunlap situations over the next couple of years?
2: Uh, yes and no. Uh, from the perspective that are they good enough to win? 100%. The one thing that has changed over since I started is these kids that are coming out of college ranks now, they really are professionals. They're 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 trained to be professionals. They're trained to play on the PGA Tour. That's all they've worried about, and they play enough tournaments now where they're getting prepared, and they are prepared when they get their shot. So was it a bit of a surprise to see him win? I mean, he won the U.S. Amateur. He was the number one ranked amateur in the university program and all that. So it's always a surprise to see somebody like that win. But if you go back through history, I I actually think it's seven amateurs have won since the 30s. But the last three to win, including Scott Dunlap, or or, not Scott Dunlap, but Nick Dunlap. Scott Dunlap's a guy I played with. So uh, Nick Dunlap. Uh, Phil Mickelson 33 years ago we know where his career went afterwards and before that was uh, Scotty Verplank. Scotty Verplank won the Western Open in the mid-80s. He was an amateur. His career never took off like uh, we thought it would partially because he was uh, diabetic and, and struggled and with energy and things like that but he was a great player. So those are the last three to win it and it was from the early 80s to the early 90s and then all the way until 2024 Mm -hmm. right so but they're good enough so that's that isn't an issue i actually tweeted out and on uh, about it uh during the tournament before he had won i wasn't a big fan of him playing in the tournament because that's a tournament again where amateurs are putting up a lot of money to play in the pro-am portion of the tournament and if I'm a businessman and I've put up my fifteen or twenty or $25,000 to play with a quote, PGA Pro, I'm probably pretty disappointed when I show up on the first tee and I'm playing with a kid out of university, right? Yeah. And I, and I tweeted that out and I got a lot of backlash for it. Like people were all over me. And when I kind of put my position out, some of them retracted and said, okay, we get it. But as a PJ Golf professional playing in a tournament, he just took a spot away from a PJ professional that should have been playing in that tournament. Now, if it's a different tournament where they're not playing with amateurs, I have no problem with him getting an exemption to play. But when they're playing with amateurs and the amateurs are putting up a lot of money to play, he should be playing with a PJ Golf professional. That's just my opinion, but that's kind of where I felt. Now, when he won... I also tweeted out congratulations, because it was an yeah. unbelievable accomplishment, right?
0: Yeah, so. it absolutely was. Well, he's a he's a PJ pro now. So he's whoever whoever's pro, putting money and, down, and,
2: he's he's a pro. And and not only that, so the exemption categories run like this. So you 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 get a two year exemption. So that gives him an exemption for twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six, but he's also exempt from the time that he won the tournament. So he's essentially right. gets a three-year exemption because he's exempt for the rest of this year. Now, so, if, you're the, if you're a first-time winner or, or you win at the end of the year, you only get two years. But he won at the start of the year, so he's essentially getting a three-year exemption. So the, he, he wouldn't have got any cash, right? No, he gets no, no he money. Get so he gets no money. What, so, so where 1. does that money million. go? Is
1: it just spread out to the other guys?
2: Yeah, no, the one point five million. Chris Christian won't Bez- Bez- got the one point five million for se- finishing second alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and then so this just, guy, I hope this guy, sl- this guy I could never him like hundred k or something. Like, <laughs> you
1: know, like, but this guy could never win another tournament. That's like, right. I mean, he could never win. Like, it's conceivable he could never win again. Yep. and he missed out on one point five mil.
2: Yeah, but he's that's already the- turned pro. I'll I'll guarantee yeah. you. That- the yeah. endorsements that he's got because of all this, I I would I would venture to say he's probably already got ten million. I in guess, but account. that's a, that
1: could be like a, just a one hit wonder though, right? Like yeah. it could be, could be, it could be a yeah. one hit wonder. Yep. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Anyway, well, all, right. all right, let's I break. Guess that's the risk you take. Yeah, let's take a break when we come back. We're gonna make some picks for this golf tournament coming up. We we have to do it, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Maple Leafs because we got Doy again. We got to talk about the Maple Leafs a little bit. That's Uh-oh. next here on Instigating. <laughs> Welcome back to instigating with Clarkie and Jury, brought to you by our friends at Conway furniture, our friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet, Buick GMC. And of course, the list will squash courts. Ryan Drury back here with Clarkie oh. and our golf analyst Ian Doig of the Ian Doig Golf Academy. Like I teased before the break. I mean, we've got the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am coming up here. We got to We got to make some picks. I I'm itching for it. I was playing PGA Tour 2K23 last night. I made a hole-in-one, by the way. Wow. And uh, I, I've got the itch. We've I got a hole-in-one of the simulator. Picks. Yeah, there you go. I Amazing. Did. that I I guess I believe you. And uh, I need to make some picks here. We've got Doigie on here, and I'm in charge. Clarky hijacked the start of the show. I'm hijacking this part of it. And because Clarky was so disingenuous with his... Goofy throwing Doigie under the bus bit. Clarky's going to pick last. It now, was more this of his naked. computer. No, it just, uh, I, I didn't like it. I, me and Doigie are buddies and I didn't like how you You can't make guests, the
1: rules. So.
0: Yeah, I can actually. I'm the host. Thanks. So. Thanks. I, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate Doigie's that. Doigie's picking first. Doigie's going to pick first. Now we're going to okay. just pick. We're not picking any of the amateur teams or anything. Just straight up picks. So Doigie. AT&T Pebble Beach Pro and we're just going to do a casual three pack here to start the year off okay why don't you start us off who would you like to select with your first pick
2: well he had a tough finish today but I'm still going to go with him I'm going with Rory McIlroy that's okay that's okay we love Rory (laughs) we love
0: Rory okay everybody loves Rory listen I'm gonna I I'm picking second obviously and I I did this all the time last year, and he hurt me. This guy really hurt me, guys. And I love this. He's my favorite golfer right now. I I have to do it. I cannot, I can't walk away from Colin Morikawa.
2: Oh, you're too funny.
0: I can't do it. He's my
1: guy. (laughs)
2: He's your guy. I know that.
1: Give us a two-pack. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick, I think this is hat guy, right? His hat doesn't fit, right? Patrick Cantley. Isn't that right? Yeah. Or am I wrong? He's, he's oh, got that's a right. Fit. That's, that's hat right. Guy. He, yeah. Hat got guy. a weird head. Yeah. His, but he, he'll probably have a hat on this weekend. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Cantillay is my first pick. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to do this. Cause I think, uh, I think, uh, Ryan wants to pick him. Ricky Fowler. Is hey, my you little ah. Oh,
0: my my other favorite guy
1: <laughs> is, is Ricky Fowler. Even playing, he is like tied for six, but He's
0: tied for six <laughs> with Colin Morikawa. I was ready for a two pack there. That's right. Um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you took you took Mister Creamsicle Pants, but that's okay mm-hmm. because I think this guy. You look at his last eleven or twelve rounds. He looks like his old self. Justin Thomas will Justin be on my team. J
2: T. I knew that was going to be a, a pick early. Yes. Doggie, Round your team you get out, All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going for me a little bit off the board. Um, boy, I'm in tough here. You have lots of guys out there, doggy. Come on. I There's know. Canadians
1: out there. You know, someone always has to pick a Canadian.
2: He's obviously playing well right now. Um, he's coming off of. A second place finish a couple of weeks ago, but he got first place money.
0: Ooh. I'm going with
2: Christian Bohoisenite.
0: Yes. There he is. The most exotic name on the tour. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? The Zoidnote. Yes, there he is. Who's
2: your final guy, Doigi? And my final guy, uh, who I actually have in my big team. Uh, pool that I'm in, who I think is going to have a phenomenal year. I'm really fired up about him. I am going to take Tommy Fleetwood.
0: Ah man, I I like that. <laughs> I thought about taking him. I thought, and I can't. The thought's over, but that's okay. That's a great team, doy. Yeah, we love Tommy Fleetwood. That's okay because I'm going to pick a guy who in the two tournaments that I won in our picks last year, this is the gentleman that carried me to the victories, and it's because he had a red-hot year, and I think it continues. I can never say no to my guy, Victor Haviland.
1: <laughs> I knew that was happening right there. I really did. Hey,
0: and, if there, and so, if I'm nothing else, I'm predictable. That, so that is true,
2: Victor and... And, and based on history, Clarkie will now pick a Canadian. So <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, he the might, number one guy
1: might, after round one is still available. He might be from Listowel. Yeah, he
0: could be from <laughs> Listowel. You never but know. He's still
1: available. The number one guy is still yeah. out there. Who's but that? Thomas Dietrich? Yeah. But no, I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. How about Are Pavon? You? How about Pavon? He won last week. The French guy. Sep Straka. Come on. I like this Lots guy. I like him. Um okay. Matty Fitzpatrick. Ah,
0: oh, Matty Skechers. I That's like him
1: too. My last pick. Yeah. Last pick. Not a right. bad,
0: hey, I like that. I, I like Matty Skechers a lot. I think he actually might have a big year too. He's just got to get his man. The thing that gets him in trouble is his wedge game. Like, man, if, if he had Hovland's wedges, he would win a lot more tournaments. But uh, Matty Fitz, hey, you get when he gets on the green, he he does damage. He's one of the best uh, putters out there. But man, Fitz,
2: which, which is crazy that you said if he had Hovland's wedges because two years ago you wouldn't have traded anybody for Hovland's wedges. They were so bad around the green.
0: I know it's, he was right? he was atrocious. But
2: look it's at the bounce atrocious.
0: back. Yeah, God, yeah. last year was he ever good with a wedge? Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There, there would be lots of candidates, but. Based on that and how well-rounded he played last year and the amount of money he took in, like Victor Hovland might have been the most improved player on the tour, Like, which is crazy to say because he was already a good player, but like the year he had last year, man, was he dynamite, especially down the stretch. I, uh, I actually am going to lay some money on him winning the Masters. I, I really, really feel good about him at Augusta. I think that he can assault that golf course. But we'll see. I like our picks. Producer Adam, just, just review for us quickly. What, what are the teams here? Do it. Yeah, if, sure. If, if produce, yeah, jump, jump on, Producer
1: Absolutely. Adam. Absolutely. So, Ryan, uh, you have Colin Morikawa. I say that right? Justin yes. Thomas and Victor Hovland. And Ian, like you've got it. Rory and Christian. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that last. So I <laughs> note? yes. Was I night? Thanks, uh, Tom, and Tommy Fleetwood, and then Clarkie, yep. You've got Patrick Cantlay, Ricky Fowler, and Matt Fixpatrick. He, yes, d- d- he,
0: he nailed the Cantlay. I like. it. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that enough
1: times on these picks. Patrick I could nail it. Cantlay, Cantlay. <laughs>
0: yes, hat guy. Well, I'm, I'm hat hat guy. No hat guy. Sunburn guy. How about that? Yep. Um, yep. I like it. Yeah, we'll see how this works out. I th- I think uh, I feel good
2: about Victor Hovland. Well, I, I want to ask you as well. I'm, I'm just going to jump in quickly. I Please. think this is this is a good thing for us to do this because now it gets us warmed up for well, March yeah. when the TV you know what else? comes around. Now right? I'm actually going to maybe watch it because oh, Sunday it.
1: there's nothing on. I'm you watching. The NHL, the NHL has decided that it's the off week for the Super Bowl. So let's not have any games. Let's have the freaking all-star game that no one really cares about. There'll be no game Saturday night. You could have every team playing on Sunday. No, we're not going to play Sunday. We're going to have everyone off for its most ridiculous league ever. They just continue to sewer and bury themselves. And if I put my hat back on, they're my (laughs) second pick this week for my pick.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll let you have that, you know. Um, that's fine. <laughs> More hijacking.
1: It's from terrible. Garkey. It's terrible. No, I, I, I know. I agree. I agree.
0: Barkey. I agree. Yeah, yeah. agree. It's goofy. I don't like it. Let well let we don't even want to address the all-star game, like whatever. I, I will say, yeah. like, I think it's cool that they're they're once again involving like the PWHL and having like the women play three on three. Like, yeah, cool. Like, get get it get some more fans involved sure like that's great and everything and like the skills competition like it, it it's pretty the skills this. will
1: like, probably be the the highlight i think it it always it's is. better than the game and with the million it's bucks the on the highlight. line you'll probably want to you know yeah yeah continue. i think
0: i that's it's that goes Sometimes friday night
1: that goes right now when we're on uh youtube
0: yeah yeah i I just don't care for it and I care for it even less because the, the main attraction's not there. Ovi's riding camels right now, so like he's not He doesn't go anywhere. He never, a,
1: he doesn't like going to the All Star game. He's always heard you know and it's funny. It he so. Yeah,
0: he's only been he there. He comes up with an injury times. every year. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I'm injured. I'm not gonna st- I'm not gonna stand for this slander, gentlemen. Do you wanna <laughs> redo the picks? Because well like this is not I will not stand for the slander of that man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't do it's it. Your, 13 All Star
2: games. It's your turn to be thrown under the bus.
0: Okay. I I don't appreciate this. Let's talk about the Maple Leafs then. We'll talk about throwing <laughs> oh, people. Here under we the go. Bus. Here we Let's go. Let's get the bus out. Let's back the bus up, gentlemen. Doigie, your thoughts.
2: <laughs> I don't know where to go. I really don't. I mean, I'm frustrated with them, as you guys all know. Um, I actually. I missed one game completely. Didn't see it. Then I watched three games in a row where I watched it on tape because I could fast tape. forward it through. I could fast forward it through on PVR. I could fast forward it through all the mess ups and everything. I mean, that the one period the other night, Morgan Riley had twenty nine giveaways in the first period, but he kept Which getting you, his I, mean, I
1: wish. I mean, there's so many guys to pick on. You got to stop picking on Morgan Riley. He's got Why? to start playing better. This if he guy's plays for 25 minute of a him.
2: guy, he's not so, the best
1: defense.
2: You know who our best defenseman is? Simon yeah, Benoit. Simon Benoit. Defensively. Wow. Yeah. 100%. Go get me 3 more of him and then we got a chance. What win? what wins in playoffs? Defensive play. I'm sorry. How many games are won in the playoffs? Eight five, eight six, it's Virtually zero. They're all one nothing, 2-1, 3-2. What's that? That's defensive hockey. I'm sorry. Let's go get some good defensive defensemen.
0: Yeah, that, that'd that be nice. And, I mean, the obviously, big trade chip falling where we're maybe going to see some activity pick up here with uh, that big Vancouver-Calgary deal. Boy, the Canucks, have they ever... Just put their stake in the ground and said, Hey, we're we think we can make They're a run here. They get, I guess, exactly uh, been what? playing great. I guess, what do you mean? It doesn't matter, that he's not been playing great. It's on Calgary, Calgary's a stutter stop team, yeah, we'll and the see. guy's proven we'll that see. he's been nothing but a consistent point producer his yeah. entire career.
2: Okay, he'll, we'll see, he'll, we'll he'll see how be it works out.
0: We'll I guarantee you, he'll have forty-five points that the rest of the year playing with the Canucks.
2: We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I like I guarantee. like what the Canucks have done. I think they have put themselves into a position where they may be the team that comes out of the West.
0: And do you know what? Do you know? And and I love that because I'll go to games because they're actually somewhat affordable. Uh, do you know what uh, I love about that too, though, is that they've done that. Because they've set themselves up in a good cap situation where all of their star players aren't making a bajillion dollars, Doigie.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A bit of flexibility there, right? Well, exactly. I mean, I'm a I'm a big, uh, as we all know, big Leafs fan. I, I would not be disappointed if Trey Leving went and said, okay, I'm going to break up this core four and I'm going to trade Marner. Okay. I'm going he to can't. trade Marner. He's got a no movement. I know, but go to him and say, look at
1: uh, can you the betterment imagine?
2: Can you the imagine? of the gonna, team. I, it's not going to hey, happen. I, lo- I love the idea, but it's
1: never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. It's no, just not.
2: I, I know. I agree with you, but I don't think they can win with him on our team. He's not big enough. He's not tough enough to play in the playoffs. I don't, as you know, I don't disagree with you, but they're not
1: going to be able to trade him because he'll never waive it. Because his yeah. dad won't allow it. And True. quite frankly, um, the only way they're going to get rid of him is if they let him walk next year
2: after the season. That's yeah.
1: it. And they'll have $11.5
2: bucks to play with if they do. Yeah, I think we'll be a better team in a year, especially if they let him walk. Hmm. Yeah, I would be adverse to that either, because now all of a sudden we've got eleven and $11 million to go spend somewhere else.
0: Yeah, like, and, and, and totally one would agree. Fall. One would hope they spend it on defense. And he like, here's another thing, you know, I was on the Washington Capitals fan cast this week and obviously just talking about how, you know, our team should probably be more in the mood to, to sell. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a guy that plays right side defense that shoots right. That's been one of the best defensemen in the NHL for the last 12 years. And, you know, our team could pay, maybe retain some salary. His name's John Carlson. Uh, what Captain would you America. ask for, though? Oh, from the Maple a, Leafs, from the Maple bear, Leafs. OK, well, so for the Leafs to acquire know John Carlson. Say. No, for the Leafs to acquire John Carlson, the Capitals would need to retain salary. So 100%. even before we're talking about yeah. anything, we're talking about a yeah. first round pick. And then I'm probably looking for some really good prospect capital as well. I'm probably asking for a guy. We're going to need some center depth over the next few years. I'm probably asking for Fraser Minton. I'm probably asking for another pick as well, maybe a second or a third round pick, and it would be worth it for the Leafs to do it too. Fraser Minton's three years away from being an NHL oh, player. Well, he may be on the team next year. Just because yeah, he, he, might ha- he might have cheap. to be. He might have but to be. It, you know, to what acquire Ryan? a player like John Carlson. Worth it. Uh, you now, what sorry, Ryan? what's his contract
1: status? What's what's Carlson?
0: I believe he's got two more years at eight million. See, that's a lot. You might, if, if might the least, you
1: might have to get another team involved too to Yeah, to if the least, might. If, if if if
2: Washington takes some of that salary cap, okay. I wouldn't give you a first, I'd give you a second round pick. I'd give you Nick Ambrose, and I'd give you a third or a fourth.
0: Yeah, I don't want it then. Because like I, no. I'm not doing that deal. John Carlson's not, worth a first-round pick every day of the week, especially if there's salary retained. You're gonna turn around and ask Washington to retain salary okay. on an eight million-dollar contract. I, I'm getting a first-round pick. By the how way, how much would you retain? By the defenseman. Well, you could retain a max of fifty, but you know, you there's some wiggle room there. If if they if they retained thirty, got a third team involved, they retained another twenty twenty-five. You know, you're in business here, but John Carlson. For what he is, is absolutely worth a first-round pick and a high-end prospect. He's been okay, one of the most get, consistent defensemen.
1: Oh, in I'm, the league. Not, I'm, hey, I'm not. I'm not disputing I'll, that. I'll give if, you the first but I'd round rather pick. make it bigger. I'd rather yeah. get uh, Tommy Wilson involved as well. There you go. I want now now, now
0: And now I want okay. three first-round picks. Okay. And every prospect you have. <laughs> yeah. <You laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like I was so just gonna say, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll give you the first-round pick. I have no problem with that as long as they retain some ha- salary. But you're not getting a first round pick and a Fraser Minton or a Then Well, then, well the then, John, not, well not then John
0: Carlson's going to go play somewhere else then because someone else will give us that. So yeah. that's, that's the kind of position the Leafs are in. Like, if you're going to go big game hunting, like this, we're playing a hypothetical here. Yeah. But if you're going to go big game hunting, we all know that, you know, maybe it is Chris Tanev. But if you're going to go a. I would say two or three tiers if we're talking about John Carlson above what Tanev is. You're, that's what you're going to have to pay and another team would pay it. So Okay, but beliefs, how, how, beliefs how, old Tana? how old is Tanev?
2: How old is Tanev and how old is Carlson? Tanev's 34, of head, I think. No, I, uh,
0: I think Tanev's like 30 or 31. John Carlson's 30. probably 33. Okay. Yeah, right.
2: Let me Google better. So-
0: so- Better, better player, Stanley Cup winner, one of the best offensive defensemen of his generation. So,
2: but there's there's, there's there's part of the problem. You said one of the best offensive defensemen. We don't need any more of them. We need a defensive no. defenseman.
0: Here, here's the thing, though. He is a good defender.
1: Chris Tannehill, 30, insta- thirty-four. That's what is he
0: thirty-four? Okay, so yeah, John Carlson worth more all- already, and uh, John Carlson's a great defensive player too. Like, look at his numbers, and when he when we won that Stanley Cup. He logged the most minutes and he was a beast out there. John Carlson, I shouldn't describe him as an offensive defenseman. He just happens to generate a lot of points because he's right. so good and shoots right. He's an incredible two-way defenseman. He's well, the other very thing, good.
2: The other thing I would like about somebody like him that can log a lot of ice time is now Morgan Riley doesn't have to play 24 and 25 and 26 minutes a game. You can cut back on his minutes and I think he would become more effective.
0: Totally. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you could probably slide him onto your second pair. 100%. You, know, you could probably slide him onto your second pair, and John Carlson plays top line minutes with, yeah. I don't know, Liljegren, Benoit, maybe similar yeah. partners to what he did in Washington. Yeah. There'd be some options. Lilligrin wants sure. to go
1: join uh, Rasmus Sandin, so you can have him back.
0: I'd take him. Yeah, him. I would take I, I would him. take him. And the no way how
1: the Leafs ever got a first round pick for Rasmus Sandin is unbelievable. However, he was worth, um, he was worth I, You know bit. what? I, I,
2: He what?
0: He was worth every bit, having a really solid season for Washington.
2: Okay. Uh, Uh, I I don't know where you're going next, Clarky, but I just want to cut, and maybe we shouldn't do this, but I was just was going to throw out there about this whole, these five players that uh, had to report to to
1: Yeah, we can now talk about it. Last week we couldn't really say much because nothing was out, but yeah. Yeah,
2: Now we can talk about it. I I see Philadelphia cut ties with Carter Hart today. They, they no longer it made
1: him have. a non-roster player. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, going to be interesting. But this is going to draw.
1: See. This will like. What do you think? How long will this go through the courts? They say may not even till twenty twenty six. Oh shit! That
2: no chance. It'll be five to six years before this anything happens. Yeah, and these guys
0: it's, will it's,
1: never not play because
0: yeah, for for sure. Yeah, now. Leading into next week, it's going to be Monday, February 5th. London Police Service is going to have a press conference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously the company Mm -hmm. I work for, Blackburn Media, we're going to have people on the ground there um, covering that. There's going to be, you know, probably probably a lot of information revealed, probably a lot of information withheld as well, because it's going to go before the court on Monday. At least they're going to start the proceedings. But that's basically where we are. So, yeah, this this story's not going away anytime soon, nor should it. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I mean, what good, we're, sure. we're almost six. It's almost six years since it happened. Right. Yeah. And we're just and it, finally getting charges laid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty intense stuff for sure. Yeah. All right. Doigie, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, I, I'm glad we got some picks in. I, of course, I think I'm going to win, but uh, it was great to have you on, my friend. It's great to see you. And I'm glad the putting game is improving
2: yeah, I'm uh you know what, I'm uh, optimistic uh, and excited about the coming season. Um started working hard. Uh my workouts downstairs have been good. Started hitting balls pretty earnestly in the last week or so. Um trying to get ready uh for when I head south. Uh I've lost some distance. Um, so that's just an age thing, but uh, working inside i i i gained another i found another two or three miles an hour with my driver the other day so hopefully before i take off i can find another five that's my goal
1: so, so one of our most go. popular shows ever is when we did it at the simulator is there a spot here we could maybe come up and do another show
2: yeah i actually i think it would be wonderful um it's a little tighter than my other simulator that's okay um I, but we we could do it i'll i'll uh i'll talk to terry uh, partner and everything, and and tomorrow, and see what his thoughts are on about it. I, I think it would be wonderful for him and yep. for the academy in, in itself. Um, so well, let me we love uh, yeah yep. we love yeah, going on the go road,
1: uh, we and love the, going on the road. And also, I want to just tell you, just try this year, and I heard it adds some distance to the golf ball. Um, the red orange golf balls, they they are dude. They, they will okay. add some
0: distance. Thanks, Clarky. Thanks, Clarky. It's all in the balls, uh, Clarkie, I'm,
2: I'm going go to run the ball town tomorrow and not buy any of those. <laughs> I'll give you one. You've given
1: <laughs> me a ball over the years. I'll give you one.
0: Thanks, Clarky. Thanks, Doiggy. It was a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much, eh?
1: Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on, and I look forward to our next one. And you just go, good, all right. no, go on the couch and be a potato.
0: <laughs> Leave him alone, Clarky. My God, it's just it's it's good thing, Clarky. It's
1: a good thing I love you, brother. I hear you. All All right. I love you too, buddy. I, yeah, okay. I'm not See sure I feel
0: the same way. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break when we come back. I will be doing couch potatoes next on instigating. <laughs> Back to wrap things up here on Instigating with Clarky and Drury brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture, Highway 86 East End of Listowel, our friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, of course, the Listowel squash courts. Thanks to our buddy, Ian Doig, our golf analyst and good friend for jumping on the show, sporting the instigating gear, by the way, too. Well, it's that time of the show, or at least it is for me to uh, talk a little bit about our friends at Conway Furniture and, of course, our coach potato of the week, our annual segment. And because Clark, annual he decided he was weekly, just gonna... weekly, not annual. Yeah. Weekly, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I can't speak. <laughs> um, and and it's because he threw me off off the top of the show. That's why I'm all out of sorts. And uh, that's why I'm going to do two two couch potatoes. We're not even going to bother asking Clarky what his are because he already gave a couple. And he d- just disingenuously threw Ian Doig <laughs> right under the bus.
1: So Dude, I haven't even eaten potato, dinner yet. I guess. It's like it's late. And we spent a half hour trying to get his computer working. Like yeah. That's couch potato right. material. Listen, man,
0: the guy, he's an incredible hate- golfer. He can't be good hate- at everything. You know, it's okay? friendly banter. Well, yeah. All right. All of this. We, 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 we get it. And it'll be friendly next week, too. I expect <laughs> when my golf picks dust both of yours. So anyway, let's dig into it here. Now, my my main couch potato and and it's to celebrate this guy because he deserves it. And, and you were poking fun at him earlier. No one's done more for this goofy NHL All-Star Game event than this man, producer Adam. Mm-hmm. And that would be my guy, Big Al. Big Alex Ovechkin, he's not at the All-Star game. Why not? Because he shouldn't be. He should never have to go to one again because he's in Dubai. He's having a family vacation, isn't he? Look at this guy. He's riding some camels. He's got the camels with the kids, the wife. We're riding camels at sunset, and that's what Ovi should do. No more all-star games. He's played in like 450 of them. Don't even worry about it. Don't invite him anymore. Don't send him. Tommy Wilson will take care of it. He'll knock somebody out at the all-star game. It's fine. Ovi, couch potato, more than deserves to kick his feet up. Right, Clarky? Because he's a what? Say it with me now. A Stanley Cup champion. That's right, Clarky. I like your enthusiasm. Ovi's my couch potato, Hey, by the way, you want to be a couch potato alongside our buddy Ovi riding side saddle on the camel there with the little kid. Hey, you go visit our friends at Conway furniture, all the stuff in there. The price you see includes HST and delivery. How about that? Nobody's better at delivering goals than Alexander Ovechkin. Nobody's better at delivering quality stuff for you to become a couch potato on and quality prices than our friends that's right our friends at conway furniture how about that yes conway furniture (laughs) we love it yes conway furniture our friend phil main we got to use that as a drop okay now now i want to drop a secondary couch potato much as you did a secondary couch potato yeah it is one a week one a week and and what it is, I just want to quickly mention, my secondary couch potato is all you losers out there that are on social media because he's going to the Super Bowl again, claiming that Patrick Mahomes is like the greatest quarterback of all time. The guy's got two Super Bowls, incredible, very good. And he looks like he's on pace to do some really incredible things. He's not better than Tom Brady. Not it's yet. like everybody... Oh. It's like everybody, you know what it is? It's like in Men in Black, you know in Men in Black when they get the little flashy thing out and they erase your memory? It's like that happened to everybody on social media. And they forgot that Tommy Boy dominated this league for over two decades, not only winning six Super Bowls with one franchise in two different eras, but then he also left and won another Super Bowl in his first year learning a new offense. How about that? Oh, who'd he beat in that Super Bowl, by the way? Patrick Mahomes. And who did he dust on the en route to another Super Bowl in New England prior to that in an AFC championship game with another brilliant game-winning drive in overtime? Patrick Mahomes. 0-2 against Tom Brady. And in my opinion, he can never be considered the greatest, even if he rocks up 5-6, maybe even equals Brady seven Super Bowls because he didn't beat the big gun. Even when he was old, he was over 40, still couldn't do it. It's unbelievable to me that people are like, oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he could retire tomorrow and be the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Are you out of your mind? Are you completely out of your mind? Tom Brady's first in every major statistical category in the regular season, but when the big boys come to play, and that's the playoffs, Clarky, you know that, Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't see your Leaf fan. But anyway, when the big boys come to play in the playoffs, Tom Brady, first in career playoff wins, first in career playoff winning percentage, first in in playoff touchdowns, first in playoff yards, first in playoff completions, first in completion percentage.
1: Pump the brakes one second. Let's no. wait till both of the careers, one's career's over. Let's wait till the other one's over.
0: Exactly. And Let's then see. Wait.
1: Right. Let's, Let's wait. wait. Because there's no question who the best is right now. There's no question. But if Patty Mahomes goes on and wins the next ten Super Bowls and wins when he's forty five, you know what? He's going to be in consideration. But you can't do I'll it right a conversation now. Conversation with you. no. You can't no. do it right now. So shut up.
0: No. Can't do it. And I'm just sick of it. Oh, he's already the great. Yeah. He's not. Okay. It's not. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> That's just like anyway, Matthews
1: is the best goal scorer right now. No, he's not. He might be, but he's not.
0: In uh, like, oh, yeah, when you're talking about all time, obviously, yes, yeah. It, yeah. exactly. I think he currently, right now, in terms of pure, goal oh yeah, scoring, yeah, no, is, no, I mean, is all is the, time,
1: yeah, yeah much like Mahomes, like, right will now, he, will he's he, the guy. Will he get more than Gretzky? Will he get more than Ovechkin? I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. It's doing pretty good
0: awful consistent yeah very no very question good. unbelievable no it's question be he's gonna so probably get 70 for the next year. decade probably the next no, decade. 40
1: 40 at the all-star break anyway
0: it's incredible 40 and 46 it's great it, it, it really is a truly unreal story anyway that's all i have for the couch potatoes remember our friends conway furniture highway 86 east Central, hst and delivery included in the price included you want to be a couch potato that's where you go love that's the couches. That's right. Love. Dude, you're going to love everything in there. Love seats. Man, they got everything, too. They got like, tate. dude, they got like full kitchen sets. They got, dude, they got everything. there. flooring. You can really deck out your place with our yeah. friends at Conway Furniture and really mellow into. We
1: sat at a dining table. room table when we were there. What a beauty. We that did.
0: Was. It was fantastic. I, was I wanted awesome. to go to sleep on it. It looked comfy. You're going to sleep anyway. on a dining room table? I've done I guess it before. It wouldn't be your first time. <laughs> I've done it before, <laughs> brother. And we're not gonna talk about that because I cannot talk about it on air. Clark the Deals are hot. They are hot. The, hey. Larry the deals Hudson's. are hot. We're we're on to the we're onto the hot deals at Larry Hudson's.
1: <laughs> You're gonna get me going again there, Billy. Where's Bill going? He's is he gonna get a job?
0: Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. His prospects aren't hot, like the deals at Larry He's Hudson's a couch
1: potato, big time right now. I, I'm just gonna focus on
0: being a couch potato this year, and Cincinnati. maybe go down to Larry Hudson's and buy a car
1: from Clarky. That's Cincinnati. That's,
0: we're we're on, we're on to Larry Hudson's.
1: Um, we got some exciting news. Today's the first day of the month as we record this. February, it's February already. Wow, unbelievable! February first, and uh, some some exciting news. As I mentioned, some rate cuts. Um, on the, the truck I drive, actually the elevation, which I love. Um, but some rate cuts down to, um, and really effect, like if you were leasing, um, or in a lease and you come on in, cause maybe we may be able to get you into a better deal as we move there forward you go. because the rates have been a little high on the leasing, but, uh, the lease is on those now for two years, it's down to 4.9. So a big rate reduction as well. Some, uh, rebates up to $6,000 rebates on some trucks as well. So things are good. We have a lot of terrains, Equinoxes, I think over 40 on the lot. We have lots to choose from. So come on in to Larry Hudson's where. The deals are hot. They're hot. <laughs> We're on deals the are hot. Deals. Larry Hudson's, love it, Hudson's it. has it.
0: Hudson's does have it and dude uh, I want to mention too that the elevation do you realize that it took everything in my body not to yell the U2 song when you said that And we get like copyright claimed didn't know that it do you even know the song I'm talking about as (laughs) soon as you said elevation (laughs) it took a lot (laughs) of me not to go yeah
1: Sean now we're going to be stopped on YouTube they're going to stop us they're going to shut us down
0: I don't think so because I was out of key. They're not really going to be able to tell that I was doing a bad Bono impersonation. Now, did
1: you play squash this week?
0: Did play squash. I did too. a very Jekyll and Hyde performance by me. Uh-huh. By the way, our buddy yeah. Al over at the Listowel squash courts—he's getting the youth league together. If you got a young person that's trying to get involved and maybe check out a new sport, the youth league—it's their sign-up available right now, and it's super easy to become a member yourself. You can find them on Facebook. They got a website as well. Twenty-four-seven access to the brilliant facility over there—it's fantastic. Al and I played uh, a match on Tuesday. I won. Wow. I, I, I got to come and see well. this one time. Yeah, you can come over I guess. Um and I I won. I played extra. I might have played the best squash game of my entire <laughs> life so far. It was I was, good. I was I was hot like the deals at Larry Hudson's. Yeah. But t- today on February 1st, yeah. I was bad. I wasn't very good. Oh. Now we we had two games go to overtime. So you played overtime. twice this week? I always play twice. Oh, okay, Al and I okay, play okay, on sorry, Tuesday okay. and Thursday mornings oh, at nine. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and today was not good. Now, two of our games did go to overtime to like 15, 16 points, but I was not on the right side of those. And Is he and, still
1: taking it easy on you or no? No. He's full out not. now. We're, we're, we're motoring. Like, well, we, you keep going he, because we're going to have a match one day.
0: He stopped taking it easy on me after about a month, and now we're we're okay. pushing each other. We okay. are pu- like we're huffing and puffing when we come out of that court, dude.
1: So I uh, I played on Tuesday and I wasn't very good. The week before I was really good. This week uh like Mike Benjamins beat me and Alec Critchlow, and Adam Garness uh-huh. and Ross. Uh, Ross is a big Leaf fan. He he wears a Leaf hat while he's playing, um but he beat me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was not a good day. So I uh I did, I won a couple of games, but I got, uh, yeah. I I How about that? Somebody wearing a leaf hat winning. That's incredible. And then last week, Mike Benjamins asked me to to curl. So I went and curled for the first time in about four years, probably three, four years uh, up Mm -hmm. in Palmerston. And I had a great time. Uh, It was fun. Um, He actually asked me to play tonight, but we were recording the show, so I couldn't go. But I played last week. And as I was in the lobby, who walks in? Sean and Katie Cottrell. And they look at me, and the first thing they think is, oh, I hope we're not playing Clarky." Oh, God. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's what they thought want to thank everybody for watching the show. (laughs) We weren't playing them. It's all good.
0: I want to thank everybody for watching the show. Our buddy, Ian Doig, for joining us. Of course, our golf analyst, the Ian Doig Golf Academy. You want to get better playing golf. You got to look up Doiggy. Our friends at Conway Furniture, Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick, GMC, Listable Squash Courts. I'm Ryan Drury. That's Clarky. Hey, remember, you can watch the show Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at nine with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's channel six for Whiteman subscribers. You can find the show debuting on our YouTube channel. Friday nights at 9. Find the podcast and all your favorite podcast apps and also you can follow us on social media. We post clips of the show every week at instigating pod. We'll be back next week with more instigating. It's Super Bowl week next week. Swifties unite. Let's go. I'm cheering for the 49ers. We'll be back next week with more instigating.